0: Welcome to Talking Transformation, the Cinnamon International podcast for leaders in cities around the world who want to see their churches leading the way in serving and transforming their communities and cities. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm delighted to have a special guest with me today, Heidi Singleton. the east end of london i've known heidi for many years she's involved in a really dynamic church in the east end of london and one day she told me about an amazing project called pieced together it's a project focused on supporting women who come from difficult contexts and tough situations to help them rebuild and restore their lives heidi welcome it's great to have you with us
1: hello thank you for having me
0: so tell us, how does Peace Together help the local church? And that's what we're all about, Cinnamon, you know that. What What is it that Peace Together does to enable local churches to do?
1: Um, we help uh, local church to uh, go on a journey with women from from brokenness to a place of hope. Uh, we do this through the Peace Together course, which uses the creative arts to help women explore um, different themes. Um, and it, for example, we might look at brokenness and uh, we will do a mosaic project, a Smashing China. And... Smashing
0: China sounds fun.
1: Yes, <laughs> that can, that's very therapeutic as well.
0: <laughs> Could, um, do you invite guys in to do that or is this girls only?
1: It's It's been predominantly with women so far although we we are piloting something with men at the minute but but it has been predominantly with women
0: so we can smash our pottery at home is what you're saying
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so so the idea of a mosaic is out of those broken pieces something beautiful can come and as we walk those journeys with women, we, we um, are looking to spark that sense of hope that, that restoration and beauty can come even through difficult things that they've experienced yeah. in their so lives.
0: So you break the pots, physically you break pots, and yeah. then women pick up the bits and they make something new and something potentially more beautiful out of them. Is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's right. And then there are several other di- uh, craft pro- projects that that uh, show similar things and we look at other themes of thankfulness of hope of courage forgiveness uh, and we we go a journey with with these women
0: yeah I mean and you're doing this in a in in a really tough community so some of the women you work with have had really tough experiences in life I mean I remember when you first told me about the project you were just about to start um, a new program and you, you this is what really tugged on my heartstrings you said that Often you provide um, childcare um, for um, the women's children that runs parallel to the program, so that the women, yeah. kids can get looked after and then they can join the program without being distracted. And, yes, uh, and true. I remember you telling me about that, and, uh, and and you explained that the next run of the program you didn't need to provide childcare um, because all the women on the program that had children, all their children have been taken into care social care
1: yes um, which says something
0: about the brokenness of of people's lives sometimes
1: yeah yeah and that was a particular group of women who it was a partnership with probation so those women who have been through probation services um so yeah that was a particularly vulnerable and broken group of women that we were working with at that time yeah
0: yeah i mean it really it really got to me emotionally when you told me that because our lives, are, you know, all everybody's lives are messy and things go wrong, but most of us have no idea about some of the brokenness and the pain that other people are living with. And yeah. uh, I think it's really important that, that we stop sometimes and, and understand that. Yeah. So Heidi, how many churches have you inspired, have you kind of catalyzed, have you helped start a piece Together programme uh, for women?
1: Well, we've got uh, 25 churches that um, are trained and are already delivering the programme in their locations, and we've got several more that we've trained, and they're, they're still in the process of getting up and, and running. Um, That's amazing.
0: So yeah. from your church, Lifeline Church in the East End of London, where you started this project you've now seen it replicate in 25 other churches.
1: Yes. yes <laughs> How right. does
0: that make you feel?
1: It's very exciting. Um, overwhelming sometimes because for me, that was never, I never planned to do that. It, it, it's, it's been a journey that's kind of opened up to me. Um, and obviously the last few years, it kind of fast forwarded quite quickly. Yeah. Um, but it's been very exciting as well. And, and, um, just just wonderful then to hear the feedback of of the course having significant impact in all those locations
0: yeah i mean did you ever think that your little project um in your church would ever kind of become national
1: (laughs) i never even imagined it happening um it was yeah it was the project kind of grew out of a journey that i went through myself and so um I really didn't see beyond at that time helping the women just in in my own local community yeah um but it's it's certainly been a exciting journey
0: yeah well cinnamon international has loved walking with you on that journey and and supporting you in this this approach of replicating best practice models like like piece together now now along the way there must have been lots of things that worked, but probably even more things that haven't worked. And, and I wonder if you could, for a moment, just talk to us, you know, recognising that the people that are listening to this podcast are going to be leaders in local churches. What lessons have you learned uh, through helping other churches uh, adopt Peace Together as an approach to working with vulnerable women?
1: There's been many things we've learned as we went along and... Um... And it really has been a learning as you go experience, um, but it's interesting that often you, the greatest lessons you learn are, are from the the things that don't go quite as planned or, or quite as you want them.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, um, you're talking to the right audience there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and and so I suppose in in a way I would say. You know, don't be f- afraid afraid of things going wrong because as long as you're ready to embrace the lessons that you're going to learn in that process, um, because you nobody ever achieved anything if you don't take those risks and take those those steps. Yeah. Um, I sometimes some think in-
0: Heidi that you know, unless we're doing something that has the potential for failure, perhaps we're just living too safely.
1: Yeah, there <laughs> there is that, and uh, certainly. I don't believe the Christian life should be a safe journey. We're we're challenged to go out there and make disciples, yeah. and that's that's not a journey of, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a risky journey yeah. in, in many ways. Yeah,
0: so you've learned to be um, courageous to take risks, to put it out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and and so examples of some of the the lessons that we've learned is initially. Um, we allowed some locations just to train one person um so you and... might
0: you say so you'll, you'll get a church that's interested and they'll say yeah. this is the person we want you to train
1: yeah yeah, yeah. that's right and you know so we train them to to deliver the program yeah. and what we've discovered is that the churches where we've only trained one person they struggle to get up and running and actually um you know two or three of those locations didn't manage to get up and, and running, um, yeah. for di- different reasons. Perhaps the person had health reasons and so couldn't continue, but then we didn't have another person, um, our circumstances changed, um, and yeah, some sometimes there became an, an, an issue, and and so we realized that actually we had we needed to say to churches no you need to train at at least two people but also be thinking what team you're going to have around those two people
0: and so if you're a church leader thinking we want to start something new in our church you know the lesson from this is always look to put two or three people together because it just makes it a lot more sustainable
1: absolutely absolutely and and also there's accountability and support uh, in the process Um, So now, so what we've looked for now going forward, uh, when I talk to new churches, I I need a a couple of things in place so that I know that this is a good location for us to train and and help them start to to run the Peace Together project. So we need need the church leaders to be on board to catch the vision and heart of of what our project is about. I mean, we did some
0: research, Heidi, early on in Cinnamon that showed that um, church leaders, pastors, it was critical to have them on board, but they were like the permission givers, the empowerers. Uh, And it's always volunteers then who pick these projects up and run with them. Uh, And I think that's a really important lesson.
1: Yeah, we're not we're not looking for the leader to take more and more on board themselves. Actually, they should be releasing their congregations into these things Um, and i think that's that's really good practice in church leaders that they're they're not about running around doing everything but they're actually about releasing the congregation to come and be involved and actually build something together and um so when i see church leaders you know prepared to support give pastoral support give time support um and and get a sense of the vision for the project then then i know that that that's a good starting point for a church location yeah um the next thing we need is also uh, a champion or a person that is going to take the lead or two people that are going to take the lead on the project um and uh so sometimes it's possible we get really enthusiastic church leaders and we don't have the person or the people that are going to train uh but sometimes it's the other way around i get contacted by Um, A couple of really enthusiastic people and they want to run this project in in their location but they haven't yet got the support of their church leaders Mm. so I'm looking for those two things to come together those are important to to know that I've got somebody who's really envisioned and they and they've got the potential of a team around them to to um, deliver the project but also They've got that support. They've got some mm. pastoral support for themselves, and also pa- pastoral and ongoing support for the people that they're reaching.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, it's having a leader, but having a team, and having a leader without a team is risky, uh, and having a team without a leader is risky. So yeah. both yeah. both together, and and, and the endorsement support uh, are of the pastor of the church, uh, and and that's what makes it you know a great a great context to launch in.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. These are, um, you know, valuable lessons. Is there anything else you'd like to say about what you've learned about helping replicate peace together in, in other local churches? Um,
1: the When you um, start to expand your projects, if, if you have a, a project that you've tried in y- your own church setting, um, and then you're, you're starting to kind of train in other locations to to deliver that, um, there's a certain letting go and <laughs> an acceptance of it's going to look a little bit different in every location. Yeah. So a church and, leader
0: listening to this has got a great community project in their church. And they're thinking, we'd love to see this replicated through other churches. Um, you know, for them, there is there, there is a little bit of letting go. You can't control it, can you?
1: Yeah, and I think um, and there's different stages of, of letting go at different different points. So for me, uh, initially, that even happened in my own community. There was just I had developed a project and. The initial thing was uh, training other people in my own church to lead the project, and and uh, you know allowing some people to communicate the the project in their own way, and you know the the themes and stuff, and and it it will it still had the same heart, it still had the same vision, but people say things differently, and so so there's there's that process of letting go as as things grow um and yet at the same time being really clear on on a heart and vision and delivering that very clearly to the people so that um that although it will have some things that look different the heart yeah. stays true and yeah. and follows follows through yeah uh, mean, and that the there vision has to be, is the same there have
0: to be some non-negotiables these things or yeah. what makes this church based project piece together and uh they're not up for grabs, but other things that can be contextualized.
1: Yeah, yeah. So for so for example, uh, at the beginning, the mosaic project, we did mosaics, um, flower pots with mosaic on them, and then other people had an idea to do mosaic mirrors or hearts, and and that was something that oh, that's fine. That's a creative, different expressions, and and so now we we share different creative ideas so 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 the craft could change but it still had to communicate the same meaning so that so there's that process of giving people um but you know a a context where they can um express themselves and um and yet yeah, having those non-negotiables. These are the, these are the things that we want to communicate. Even if there are some freedoms in how we how we do that.
0: Yeah. So now you've replicated, Peace together through twenty five other local churches. Um, are you, you know, are you going to get? What's your aim? Is your aim to get fifty or a hundred or two hundred? What's your target?
1: Um, I haven't put a figure on it, but we are. I would say it's at that second stage growth. Um, where I realised that I can't continue to grow at the same rate in the same way um, uh, because my capacity can't grow any bigger than it is. I'm, I'm running <laughs> at full capacity. Yeah. And so, um, so for me, I'm at, we're now thinking, okay, so it's another stage of letting go. Um, so we're looking now to train up training hubs So we've um, seen two or three of our locations and we think they're strategically placed um, and also they've been running well and they've got a team around them and we think these would make good training locations. So our next next phase is to work with them to become training locations so that they can train churches in their area um, and maintain that connection with us and that relationship with us um, but we don't have to then centrally do all the all the training. So it's it's a new stage of growth and expansion, and I suppose another phase of of letting go, if you like, yeah. and committing the vision into other people's hands.
0: Yeah. So you've basically you've, you've inspired twenty five churches. You've trained them. You're supporting them. They're delivering this program, and. Um, you know, carrying on training churches one at a time is not what's going to get you to 100 churches running it. So so you're saying you're picking out some of the best, uh, the exemplary uh, churches where it's being run, and you're saying, can you become churches that model this to other churches? And, and they deliver the training on your behalf.
1: Yes, yeah. And so, so we're working with them to see, see are there things that m- maybe there are sessions that has to come from from me or from the core team and do we do we put some sessions into into kind of film those sessions and and then the things that we can release and and we know that they can confidently um train people to do so there's there's kind of a a mixture that we're gonna do so we're starting that by by doing some partnership trainings where we're training with them um but Expecting to see down the line that that they'll deliver the, the training and yeah. train churches in their area themselves.
0: Yeah, it's that classic, isn't it? Um, train people. Um, well, well, do it for people. Do it together, uh, and then support them doing it themselves.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's
0: great. Brilliant. And um, and you mentioned to me that um, you know one of the things you're trying to make clear is that. Churches doing this stuff isn't the same as government doing this stuff or civic agencies doing this stuff. What what do you think differentiates the delivery of what a local church does um, to the delivery um, by a civic agency?
1: Yeah, I I feel quite strongly that the church should never just become um, a service provider. Um, because I think there's something very unique about the church that goes beyond that. Um, We're not just about meeting targets, ticking boxes. Um, In the end, we're expressing love and care to people, which public service, they might provide a a care, but they're limited uh, by their targets, they're limited by time, they're limited by money. Um, Yeah. And yet, in the context of the church, there's 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 never a limit in terms of showing the love of Jesus. There's never a limit in terms of becoming a friend and just yeah. going on a journey with someone, yeah. being there. Uh, and sometimes that might mean in partnership with public services yeah. for the particular needs of people, mm. but being there before, during, and after all of that. Yeah. Um, I remember the
0: uh, Archbishop of Canterbury, the head of the uh, Global Anglican Church, uh, I remember him saying at the launch of the Cinnamon Faith Action Audit um, report, uh, saying this £3 billion worth of uh, volunteering um, is is provision wrapped in love. (laughs) And I thought that was a really good phrase, provision wrapped in love, because you can't pay people to love people you That's can right. pay people to deliver tasks and functions and services um but actually when it's church-based when it's motivated by jesus christ through a uh, unconditional love it, it just comes with it's provision wrapped in love it's it's irreplaceable and in a sense unpriceable.
1: <laughs> yeah and and that can mean it will be messy at times church should be messy and it, and if we don't want our church to be messy then we're not really wanting to open our doors to our communities
0: yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely that's great so um Heidi thank you so much for joining me on the Talking Transformation podcast today um just in closing what what three takeaways would you offer to the pastors that are listening so you know um the pastors here who who might want to start something you know uh, in their in their church for their community or maybe they think we've got a we've got a piece together project or an equivalent that we'd love to replicate what what piece of advice would you give them
1: oh um for those who've already got projects and you and you feel that sense of wanting to share that is is that willingness to release um because although that's you know a vulnerable and and scary thing initially to to be released and no it may not look exactly as as you think it will it, it looks at the minute or and that could change um but the return on that and the blessing and the encouragement from that um is is more than you can imagine so that that sense of 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 releasing that project, ho- holding it openly and and knowing that God can do amazing things. In a way, I, I look at it a bit like the, the loaves and fishes, that little boy that released his, his yeah. lunch and God multiplied it. And I think that, you know, if you hold on tightly to those projects, well, then you might get fed. But just think of the blessing as you release that um, god can multiply that jesus multiplied the five loaves and the and the two fishes and blessed five thousand people and um and i suppose that's what i want to do is piece together i want to release it and see that Mm. bless so i suppose one thing would be that sense of release yeah um uh, i think team that that there's growing the team around you the team that's going to um catch hold of the vision so it's, it's nothing should ever be a one man or one woman show yeah but that's that sense of 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 team is invaluable um and walking things together learning together um and i and i suppose not not being afraid to to take risks uh, and or even make mistakes because those can be great learning experiences and and uh, if you're willing to allow yourself to learn from those experiences you can look back on them and realize actually that felt awful at the time but that was one of the best things that ever happened to shape us and to help develop us Mm. and so it's kind of embracing embracing the mistakes along the way yeah
0: Hey, Heidi. Well, it's great for you to have been with us today. Thank you so much. We're so excited by, by about what Peace Together is enabling local churches to do uh, across the United Kingdom. And uh, the example of how you've replicated, you have know, replicated 25 churches and your strategy for going to more uh, is really exciting. So we're praying for you. We're cheering you on. Thank, Thank you for you. sharing <laughs> everything you've learned with us. And uh, we look forward to seeing uh, and hearing Uh, of even greater things in the future. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much.